welcome to Angel Talk, Reflections of an Ambitious Angel Mom. My name is Philip Kerrigan. I am the Executive Director of Raise for Rowan. We are the organization that helps families suffering through the loss of a child with funeral cost assistance and emotional support. I am not joined at the moment for this intro by the Ambitious Angel Mom. Uh, Bryn is out for the day, but she did join us for this interview. This is going to be part two of our Rainbow Baby special with Samantha Reese. What a delightful conversation we had with Samantha last week. As you may have heard, we sat down with her and talked to her about her angel, Wes, how she lost him, the incredible story of how she met her husband who had gone through his own loss himself and how they came through the other side with their own Rainbow Baby, and then double Rainbow Baby. It was a pretty incredible conversation. She and Bryn, this week, will talk about parenting while grieving. So the concept of Rainbow Babies, of course, for those who don't know, a Rainbow Baby is a child born after you lose a child. So it is there. we have Angel Babies, and then we have Rainbow Babies. Rainbow Babies have their own set of tough circumstances that come with them. You are parenting with a much heavier heart. You're, par- you're parenting with some anxiety that you weren't feeling perhaps before you lost your angel. There is the temptation to compare from time to time your current rainbow baby with your angel baby. And there is also the idea of how to create a relationship between your rainbow baby and the child that you've lost. All of these sort of concepts are kind of talked a little bit about uh, by Samantha and by Bryn. And then next week, of course, we'll dive into more of those subjects with our next Rainbow Baby Mother next week. But I'm not going to take up any more of your time. I'm going to wrap up our conversation with Samantha Reese. Here is part two of our conversation with Samantha where we talk about parenting and some of the pitfalls and some of the joys that come with parenting a Rainbow Baby. Here it is. So I, I have a question for both of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about your parenting style after uh, w- with the rainbow baby, uh, <laughs> because you obviously you're obviously I think we see a lot of this whenever we have guests who say the same thing you did. You are a one person beforehand and you're a person afterwards. Mm-hmm. You have a different identity almost to yeah. a certain extent. But that also comes with parenting. So for the two of you, what are some of the things you noticed as you were parenting your rainbow baby that you perhaps didn't do uh, with your angel baby. So what are some of the things that changed that you noticed? Well, I feel like mine is kind of tricky because uh, Monroe is obviously my third, third child. Third child. Yeah. And I think that uh, as you hear, you usually get less, you know, (laughs) I can't even talk a little more lax. I'm a little more relaxed now with her (laughs) than I've been with the other kids. Okay. Okay. So um, I don't know if, if that comes from my loss or that she's the third sure. kid and I'm worn out, I'm like, yep, don't have time for that. <laughs> well, you can get away yeah, that you. could be part of it. Yeah. Um, but I do know just those feelings of, I do cherish things to a different level now mm. with her. So like maybe stuff I would have taken for granted with parenting when I had, you know, two kids here and was yeah. working a full-time job and just, you know, busy with life moments pass you by that you might not be, taking in. Yeah. And um I do feel like after that loss when I'm parenting Monroe, 
I do let some things slide because I'm like, it's really not the end of the world. Yeah. You know, if like, if this is really bringing joy and happiness to her heart, why am I going to, you know, ruin that moment for her yeah. just to be a strict parent? Yeah. Um, so I do think I've lightened up quite a bit. Okay. I think that I, was, yeah, that was my, that was the other thing I was going to ask. Sort of a silly question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, do you find yourself as angry or yelling about things? Oh, I still, maybe I still yeah. Small. yeah, me too. Yeah, okay. I still get mad. Okay. Okay. I mean, <laughs> that doesn't go away. Yes, no, I still get natural. Mad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll let well, you take over. Yeah, but how about for you? Well, um, my situation was also different mm-hmm. because I was a single mom, and I, I didn't. One of those losses was I didn't really get to parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's true. I yeah. was in a hospital most of his little life. That's yes. true. Good point. I was the director of his care. Yeah. And I fought during his whole experience. I fought the feeling of, God, am I a mother or am I a caretaker? Yeah. That's wow. kind of how Tracy really felt too. Deep, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, because you go through all this intense training mm-hmm. and everything and um, – and, you just just kind of go around with just keeping your child alive that, you know, I tried as much as I could to bring him little things to just discover and bring yeah. him flowers from outside. And then because Aww. he was in isolation, yeah, um, he also had so many infections right. that came along with right. his treatments that he was always under isolation. And... Um, by the way, he hated flowers. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he, did. <laughs> he hated like I'm I love to garden and yeah. everything. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna show you flowers and stuff like that. And he's like, oh God, don't I don't want to touch it. <laughs> oh, how funny. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's yeah, cute. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Okay. Um we and it was also a journey where I learned how to parent with Adam, um, my oh, husband. Yeah. And right, because he didn't even have an opportunity at that time. Right, right. Wow. So we, mm-hmm. it was figuring out together, and it's just kind of that same principle. Like, we feel, we feel like Emmett totally acts like a second child. He does, he? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. he is a no-limit soldier. And <laughs> <laughs> he is, that's so funny. Total boy, yeah. like... Uh-huh. Wants to run 100% of the time. And um, we just, you know, he's meant to keep us on our toes. Yeah. Yeah. That is hysterical. Yeah. I feel the same exact way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, I'm like, oh, gosh. Downtime. Oh, no. It's 100 or zero. It is exactly. (laughs) Rowan picked out the perfect child to send down to (laughs) her mom and dad that would be equally, you know, entertaining for both of us. Exactly. That keeps us on our toes and there's never a dull moment. Yeah. Yeah. And what a blessing, you know, that. Oh, gosh, yes. We have that. Ha- healthy, happy distraction. That's right. To get through our grief. Right. So true. The yeah. healthiness is the yeah. main thing. Yep. And, and bringing joy back in the home. Oh, like yeah. that's one of the things I remember. Um, you'll you'll relate to this, but like after Rowan passed away, my house was pretty silent, like mm-hmm. quiet all the time, mm-hmm. and I hated it. Mm. I really hated the silence. And yeah. um, when we welcomed a new baby into the home. My little rainbow baby. I didn't care if it was cries or giggles or, you know, screams. I had life back in the house Mm -hmm. and feeling just that energy. I mean, it definitely helped all of us, you know, me, my husband and Wyatt, um, our son. I think 
you get in that stagnant phase of grief where it's just quiet and we didn't have like a little baby noises anymore. Yep. Right. And Wyatt had nobody to argue with <laughs> or, <laughs> or play with. So he was quiet too. And yes. um, yeah, just the like noises of another baby being in the home was like pure joy for us where I think it really lifted our spirits of you're still grieving and you're still feeling that, you know, pain in your heart and that sadness, but you had something to be happy about. And how is there nothing? I mean, there's nothing better than like pure joy of a little baby. Yeah. Oh, right. You know, so. <laughs> so true. Yeah, that's, that is true. That is I true. Know, I just feel like they're rainbow babies for a reason. Yeah. We call them that because it really is like a rainbow oh. of life. Oh, yeah. for sure. That's awesome. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So you have, done, you have talked about this a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm only going to ask this question to you. <laughs> oh, good. <Yeah. laughs> um, uh, does your rainbow baby know? about your angel and does he ever interact in any way with with your angel well um we have of course like i have wes on my screensaver Mm -hmm. and um adam has colby on his and we'll watch videos of brother wes and so it's kind of like in that introductory period of introducing your child to their sibling and um, Adam and I are still trying to navigate like, well, how are we going? We, you you know, tell them little bits and pieces about brother. Um, I think Adam's is a little harder because he never got to know Colby. Right. Um, But we definitely have every intention of just incorporating Wes and Colby into, and Stephanie into everyday life and Mm -hmm. we do um you know it's just that where he doesn't talk much yet so um it's him just beginning to grasp it but we just have all those intentions yeah 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 Yeah. how hard is it for both of you not to compare uh your rainbow baby to your angel um i i use comparisons to make me laugh. Okay. Like, yeah. my two boys are polar opposites. Wes was an old soul, and he was laid back. And as a baby, he was just like, okay, you do your thing, Mom. Like, we, <laughs> yeah. you know, and Emmett was like, no, you need to hold me 24-7. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do not go to the bathroom yeah, without yeah. me, you know. <laughs> Where are you going? What are you doing? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So um, they're just polar opposites, and I love it. I love yeah. it that way. And, I, you know, sometimes I wish I – sometimes I wish I could see the little – common things between them yeah. but they i mean there's still a chance with audrey which oh, is yeah. baby on the way and our big question is is audrey going to look like me yeah which mm-hmm. essentially would look like baby wes or is she gonna look like adam yeah <laughs> which Aww. i think yeah. she probably will oh <laughs> <laughs> so. what about you Brynn? did you find do you find yourself every once in a while uh comparing uh, Monroe to Rowan in any way? Yeah, I do. And I think that's just such human nature, yeah. right? Like, um, I compare even Wyatt with Monroe or Wyatt with Rowan, like the things that they have in common or the things that they didn't. But, 
Um, as Monroe's gotten older, she, I definitely, when I try to picture what Rowan would be like as, you know, if she was still here, yeah. I think they would be so much alike and into the same things because Rowan always had like that super girly side too, where she liked her pretty things just like Monroe, yeah. but she also loved to be dirty and go outside with her daddy and be fishing or, you know, be on the boat or they both have like that 50, 50 where they're tomboy and girly girl. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they'd be best friends. And I love thinking about it that way because, um, I, yeah, I really just think they're like little soul sisters yeah. and that they'd be best friends. But I do think, you know, their look is completely opposite because I had the toe head, very fair skin, bright blue eyes. And then here comes Monroe with the dark olive skin, brown eyes, dark hair. And I think that was a real blessing for her dad because the other two kids obviously looked like me with the blonde yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he finally got his little brunette baby that looked like him. And um, But yeah, I do compare them, but I, I try to do it in a positive way because I'm yeah. like, I, I think they'd be best friends and they'd be into the same things and... They'd probably drive their brother crazy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I do compare. And mm -hmm. I think that kind of also helps, like, I think a little bit with my healing when I'm like, oh, I think she would be into this because I'll see something Monroe really enjoys. So I'm like, I bet Rowan would like that too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it kind of helps me with my imagination, like, because we always want to know as, yes. as a mother, like, what would my child, you know, what are they into? And so I have to kind of use my imagination for those things with Rowan, like, yeah. So I do compare in that way. Yeah, yeah. Definitely when they pass younger too. Right, yeah. Because yeah. we've missed like a lot of their growing years of, you know, passing away at 17 months to, you know, now she'd be seven. Like she'd be into a lot of different things by now. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just never know what they would, how they would yeah. develop. You can make assumptions or whatever, but right. you just don't really know. What else, to kind of close out, uh, Samantha, as you go through this right now, um, and then, Bryn, as you have in the past, what advice would you give to someone who is about to have their rainbow baby and maybe feeling some anxiety, kind of like you did, where there are these dates that sneak up, and probably the same for you, there are these moments that sneak up. What advice would you have for folks who are going through that sort of stuff? Um, I think, with, and with talking with so many angel parents myself and cancer parents, cancer mamas, um, that it, it doesn't get better. It gets different mm. for sure. And you, and the grief journey, it isn't linear. It is peaks and valleys and, you are going to experience different emotions at any length of time in your grief journey. Mm -hmm. Like I'm on year, this will be year four. And I think this has been my hardest year in grief. Wow. wow. Also, I have, we've had two miscarriages within the last year. Yeah. Wow. So... Um, this makes Audrey an, another double rainbow baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And um, it, so for different reasons, it is, you come up on those milestones. I have more than Adam does because mm -hmm. um, Wes had a decline in his health, obviously at the end of his life. And there's, 
September, it's Pediatric Cancer Awareness yeah. Month, and yeah. May is Brain Tumor Awareness Month, oh, wow. and um, and I hit these different things like fall. Halloween was kind of like the start of um, where he started going down, and I so desperately wanted to give him a Halloween a experience. Halloween, yeah. yeah, and. Um, and I really wanted to be able to give him a Christmas experience outside of the hospital. Right. Um, but it wasn't. And um, just going on and going forward, um, just be try to be present in those days because you learn new things about yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and just try to be objective about it, um, which is hard, but that's how you learn the most about yourself. Yeah. And if you can learn more about yourself, then you can use it mm-hmm. in helping yourself out, like when days are going to be coming up in the future, just to remember. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's really hard to be present during those times. Oh, it totally can. Like I made it a, I made it a thing on Wes's Angel Day, December first every year. I made it a thing to go to Leavenworth. Um, we planted. That's neat. We planted some of his. It was the first spreading of his ashes. Mm. His yeah. dad and I did on the Christmas following his passing, and we planted a tree over it. But it wasn't necessarily in a designated area. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, but I just had this image, and I just like was going to do it. That yeah. I wanted him to be in this magical place. I wanted him That's to experience so cool. like the Christmas capital here, and it's just peaceful in the in the yeah. woods. You oh, know, cool. it's yeah. up in the mountains, and um, and so I'm try to make it where every December 1st we go to decorate his tree. Oh my gosh. To start so the special. Christmas season. Yeah. Oh, so I love very that. Cool. Just try to make light of the situation. Yeah. I think that I think making light mm-hmm. of any dates coming up like that, I think that's the best way to help. In my opinion, to, to help. help. Yeah. Okay, cool. How about how about you, Brenda? Like advice that you would give to folks who are nervous mm-hmm. about how, like how the new, how the new baby comes into their lives? Well, I definitely think you can't avoid those feelings. You're going to be nervous. You're going to be scared. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have anxiety. And um, like Samantha said, you hit so many highs and lows and you're going to have sometimes that are very joyful and you, you know, you might be feeling really great and then you'll still get punched in the gut and you'll be, you know, rock bottom after you hit one of those dates or a trigger um, or a milestone with maybe your your rainbow baby's you know growth, yeah. and those happen quite frequently. But what's always helped me along the way is trying to find something special out of out of everything. So yeah. being thoughtful and going the extra mile for me is always how I feel connected to Rowan and how I feel like she can also connect to her sister mm-hmm. Monroe. So I'll either you know I'll try to think of something creative like a little craft we can do for her if it's like a her birthday or a specific date yeah. that I know is going to be hard for me. Um, I try to include my other children with it, to be honest, because 
A, they bring me comfort. Yeah. And and B, I feel like I'm still including Rowan's life with them, so that makes me also feel better. And yeah. I don't want them to ever have a disconnect from their sister. Right. You know, like exactly. just because you can't see her, she's such a part of your life. And that's and on those really hard days, things like that give me strength. Okay. Um, and just cherish every moment because you never know, it might be your last baby. Your rainbow baby might be your last baby. And that's how I look at it, where I really try to just suck it all in and and be present even when it's hard. And stuff can be a blur, so I take a ton of pictures. And people in my family, I think, roll their eyes at me because I'm always taking <laughs> pictures. But the real reason of that is because, yeah. like, it is such a blur after you lose a child, and yeah, I don't is. retain a lot. And so it, it I is. love, I'll just sit and scroll through old yeah. photos on yeah. my phone to be like, oh, my gosh, now I remember that. Because yeah. you lose a lot of that. Yeah. So that's my advice. Take lots of pictures. Mm -hmm. Give yourself some grace. There will be lots of hard emotional yeah. moments. But there also will be so many new highs that yeah. you have this new joy and a new rainbow baby to bring love and warmth back into your home and your heart and and cherish those highs. And you yeah. can get through the lows. Yeah. There you go. Get uh, like, like dive into it. You yeah. have a support group and a phone with a terabyte of memory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get lots of memory yeah. sticks yeah, get for lots your of phone. Memories. Yeah. Well, well, wow. Like every time I talk with you, with you guys, I'm always impressed. And I got to tell you, Samantha, uh, between you and, and the conversation we had with, with Tracy last week, uh, you guys are like, you guys you are, are warriors. warriors. You are yes. you are freaking tough. Tough so women. You, yeah, man alive. You've Especially been a lot. having to having to have having to walk to wait for your angel to be to to have that sense of closure. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. You guys are so tough and really inspiring. And I hope folks get get that from this conversation. We really want to thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing your story. Yeah. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. it's an honor because. I know everybody's story is different, yeah. but, you know. And we're yours just, has so many layers. I mean, it's just a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so like a many layers. seven-layer bean dip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's yeah. so cute. Yeah. Okay, tell our listeners yeah, yeah. why you have um, named your tribe the bean tribe. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, before we close, I did wonder that. Yeah. yeah. So my nickname for Wes when he was first born was Bean. That was his first nickname. Yeah. And he was born a preemie. Um, yeah. So he was just like this long, skinny, little string bean. Yeah. Um, yeah. And bean just, it just fit. And I, and so basically, you know, it was just my favorite nickname for him. Yeah. And, um, I ended up creating a support page for him during his battle, and it was a lot easier to get the information out um, that oh, way. Yeah. And I would made a lot of videos um, just to relay information to his family and just so everybody can have it all at once. Wow. And people became so invested in his story, just our friends and perfect strangers mm -hmm. that um, they became honestly became a tribe and they still I mean that's me people to this day were painting were painting rocks for his little tree up in oh, Leavenworth cool. because it keeps getting cut down oh no so I I just don't quit and I'm like yeah. I'm not yeah, going to give yeah, up on this idea of yeah. this he needs to have this resting place yeah. with part of him just that special place for him and so 
we're all painting rocks right now. Oh, very and cool. Yeah, it is very so cool. special. Yeah, so yeah. four years later, it's they're definitely still a tribe. That's awesome. That's They're amazing. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you for sharing. Amazing. Thank and being you so, so open and vulnerable. Yeah. I know it's like tough to share some of these hard, you know, things that we talk about, but right. I appreciate it. And um, what an honor, too, that we get to hear about your rainbow baby and about Wes and yes. just this beautiful little family that you're carrying on. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. <laughs>
And then at the end of the night, we will auction off a dinner for you and 20 of your closest friends with Chef Jeremy Bryant being the chef. He'll talk about his Mariners uh, time. It's really fantastic. So that's happening on November 7th. Wine night on November 7th at 6 p.m. Facebook Live. The other thing we'll be doing is a uh, we will be renewing our effort for buy a book for Angel Siblings. For those of you who remember last year, toward the end of the year, we actually did our first ever book buying program for those siblings of angels who have passed away. So what's really neat about that is that, you know, we'll be able to continue that. It'll have race for our wrapping paper. You'll be able to make your donation to help fund this particular program. You can do that towards the end of the year. So those are the last couple things we have to wrap up 2020. And let's hope we can wrap up 2020, wave goodbye to it, throw it in a dumpster, and set that dumpster on fire so we can start again next year. Anyway, we want to thank everybody for for listening. Uh, if you like the show, share it with people who you think it might do some good for. We really love to get in front of as many people as possible to get them the the these lovely stories and inspiring content and hopefully make people uh, able to walk from point A to point B and breathe and do all those sort of different things that are really hard to do when you're grieving. So hopefully we're able to do that. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't done it yet. Rate and review us. Leave a really nice review. We love it when we see those sort of things because it really makes us feel like the work is worth it. Once again, we want to thank Samantha for coming on. You were fantastic. Such an inspiring lady. Such a tough person. Everybody keep it up, and we will talk to you next week. Mm